0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Self-Confidence Project. I'm your host, Kimberly Hill. And this podcast is all about life and dating and relationships and navigating this hey intoxicating tricky world Project that, that we are all in. I, I want to bring you humor. I want to bring you fun. I want listening to my show, practical it has advice been that such you can apply to right you right your, your lives and your dating lives and your relationships. So thank you all for tuning guess. in. I so if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and rate. What are we waiting for? Let's get started. It always helps to spread the word to more people so they can join in on the fun and learn from awesome guests such as today. So today I have the pleasure of introducing Tiffany Nguyen, who's a spiritual life coach who helps busy professionals and sensitive high achievers reconnect with their truth and live authentically. She combines practicality and spiritual wisdom to guide people towards clarity and confidence in who they are, leading them to inner peace and happiness. With her analytical brain and her intuitive tarot reading skill, Tiffany brings a unique approach to one's self transformation journey. Welcome to the show. I'm so interested to hear about your story, Tiffany, and what's led you into this type of transformative work for other people.
1: So I, you know, a typical, um, high achiever, and I, most of my life, I spent my time, I, th- I think even now, like uh, pursuing a lot of goals. And be, back then, when we grew up, we just have, you know, we just have this idea that our family or our school just uh, jammed down our throat, like, you know, you need to get a good job, you need to get a family, and everything will work out great, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, so I moved to the U.S. and... I became very isolated. And this was like a dark night of the soul kind of experience. Mm -hmm. It was very lonely. And but then afterward it got better. And I still feel very terrible about myself. Um, I think during those dark times, I cope with it by not spending time alone. Even when I was forced to, I tried to um, I get into a lot of relationships that wasn't good for me just so mm. I wouldn't be alone. Right. And then after that, when, you know, life started to get better for me, when I adapted more to the new environment, um, I hated myself for all of that. And, but I didn't know it. I would just, you know, carry on with my life, you know, being young and think that we know everything and just <laughs> push it under the carpet, you know, don't want to deal with it. Yeah. And, you know, so I moved to Florida, uh, to pursue my doctorate degree in pharmacy and then I got engaged, and everything on the paper looking great, you know, career, really? you know, check box, and uh, relationship check box. But I was miserable, and it took a very honest and vulnerable conversation with uh, one of my best girlfriends to be a catalyst for me to recognize that. That she would just mention very casually that she wished she had a relationship like mine, right. and you know, everything working out. And you know, on uh, the outside, we look very lovey-dovey, like power couple. Um, like you know, hashtag relationship goal,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> I I like, couple goal, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I felt very miserable. So I just laughed at her, like I don't know what you're talking about. It wasn't that great, but maybe I'm having cold feet or something. Mm-hmm. And and that's when I think that's when the she was looked straight at me and she was asking why. And that's why I broke down and be very open with her and talk about my past and how I think I did not deserve any kind of happiness. I feel like, if there's anything, I feel like I have to do so much or to earn it.
0: Mm. And
1: it was just exhausting. And I don't want to continue to do it. And I don't know what I'm missing, but I didn't feel happy at all. And she, that's when the vulnerability very beautifully happened. She also shared her own past and it Mm -hmm. it can be very similar. And what stuck with me was each of us were adamant about the other deserve the best happiness, but we just don't believe it ourselves.
0: Right.
1: (laughs) So a few months later, during like one of those long drive by yourself, um, I had this epiphany that If I switched place with my best friend and did everything, if she did every single thing I did, I would never ever even think less of her. Mm -hmm. And I realized I was too harsh on myself. So I forgive myself for my mistake. And that self-forgiveness, that true self-forgiveness was the um, kickstart to my whole inner healing journey. So once I have that, the confusion kind of go away because I realized that I hated myself the whole time. So I didn't know what I wanted. I lost myself in the process. Um, you know, you ever been in the relationship when it get become so familiar mm-hmm. that you you lost yourself. You don't know what you want anymore, and yeah. you kind of lose you kind of lose your own identity. You lose everything, and um, you just lose yourself. And so I realized that. I also realized I have zero self-worth. I don't think I deserve anything. And I feel like I have the tendency to settle for whatever comes easiest. And and that is such a hard realization. So I realized I've been in denial for a very long time about how the relationship wasn't working out. And uh, so I broke off the the engagement and uh, ended everything. And I still continue to finish my degree because I still love medicine.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so on the outside, not much has been changed except for my relationship status. Yeah. Um, but on the inside, everything feel very different. Like I feel completely different. And then, um, and that's when the, all these things just line up. Like when you really align with who you are, things just start to line up for you. Like for me at that time, um, uh, after that, a few months later, Uh, very short amount of time, I stumbled upon my now current uh, meditation teacher. Mm -hmm. Uh, So at that time, I've been trying to meditate for three years, but failed because I kept falling asleep. It was like so exciting. (laughs) Does that actually
0: mean (laughs) you have failed though?
1: Well, at the time, I don't, I didn't know. But for three years, I tried and I just never, it just never worked out. So I thought it wasn't for me. I kept falling asleep every every time I attempted to meditate. It so sounded,
0: sounded like you needed a little bit of a break and a rest. There. I didn't go anywhere with yeah. any
1: kind of practice. Um, and also, you know, I was also trying to get, you know, understanding more spirituality, reading a lot of like Eckhart book, Dalai Lama book. Um, but at the time, I would just, I just, it didn't, I don't get it. It was very mm-hmm. dry. They kind of dry for me. So it was, um, yeah. But what, after I met my teacher, then those make sense. Then those books start to make sense. Right. Um, so that is like when you, um, the Confucius have a very accurate saying, when the student is ready, the teacher would so, <laughs> appear. So that that that's actually what happened to me. That was like a very uh, serendipity moment for me. Wow. And um, after that, and uh, after that, I, you know, going to the workforce full time. And there was a time when, so pharmacy, I don't know how about in Canada, but in the U.S., uh, pharmacy, especially retail pharmacy, is one of the top 10, 12 um, professions with mm-hmm. one of the highest um, suicide rate. <laughs> so oh, it's one of the top 10. So, um, so it's very stressful. So when I was going to work, and during one of those times, it was very stressful, and I had a lot of family drama uh, during that time. So it was chaotic all around. You know, there was no um, sounds it. There was no moment of reprieve, and but during even all that chaos, I felt peaceful in a way. Like mm. there was this, there was this kind, of, this sense of calm. That is almost palpable that even though I knew that, you know, I was dealing with a lot of drama and a lot of things, it would just seem to resolve. I don't really lose my head around it. I don't really, you know, just lose it. (laughs) So, and I think that's not common. And I never had it before in my life until that moment. And I realized it was because of my all of the healing work that I've done and continue doing. And I wish everybody had that sense of peace, even in their chaotic life or, you know, what's going on with them. Yeah. So that's how I set out to help out people. Um, because one of my strengths um, with my analytical mind, when you go, when, when the time you go to pharmacy school and you're going to have analytical mind. So, <laughs> so it was like, uh, one of my strengths is like when people tell me like their story and I will start to pick up their own pattern uh, of how they get to this point. And when I can point out their p- pattern for them, they have a choice to always shift it, to change yeah. to something healthier. And that's how I reconnect them with the truth of who they are. So wow. they don't lose themselves in the process and get swept away with all these um, patterns that people just set out for them. And yeah. um, So that's how I came into this work. And it's been quite fulfilling. I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, well, very different from maybe what you thought you were set out to do in the beginning. And it, and it sounds to me like there was an awareness that you had of yourself or maybe your own pattern through that conversation with your friend when you got very vulnerable. One of the things I'm curious to talk a little bit about, because you you breezed over it pretty quickly, and I imagine it didn't happen very quickly for you, or maybe it did, was this concept where you said, well, I, I forgave myself. And was that, what was that moment like for you? Did you just have this realization and go, that's it, I forgive myself and and you never looked back? Or what was that forgiving of yourself process like?
1: So I think it depends on an individual awareness and depend on how honest they are with themselves. Um, So when I was in my um, 20, early 20s, um after that uh, terrible time of adapting uh lonely time i would tr- i also tried to forgive myself before i understand i was young and stupid when i was mm-hmm. a teenager um but i didn't truly forgive myself i just um more like suppress it and yeah. try to forget it and move on and don't ever talk about it just like mm, don't just like see it you know see it from behind the door and don't open the closet yeah Um so so that kind of you know it stays in you, it stay in pester in you. And and over time you kind of you know you forget the skeleton in your closet, so you don't really realize it. Um but the the self-forgiveness, the moment, it's only take a moment, it's only one decision away. Mm -hmm. So at that time, when I realized that I was really too harsh on myself and I was at that level that I was aware that, um, what I did, whatever mistake I made in the past is not who I am
0: mm-hmm. is
1: part of my action. And it's part of, you know, so I have to bear whatever consequences of my actions, but that's not, that doesn't mean that who I am it doesn't and,
0: define you. Yeah. Right.
1: And it's also, that was me like 10 years in the past and I am here now. So that was this sense of, first of all, awareness of what actually happening. And second of all is a disassociation of one actions and one identity. Mm -hmm. So when we separate that, it's so much easier to forgive a mistake compared to, you know, like when, uh, you know, before I was thinking, oh my God, I was a terrible being, you know, Mm. there's no redemption. but after that, you are like, well, we just a mistake. Everybody make mistake in their
0: life. And yeah, as in like we are every single day. So yeah, like we are the the kind of the sum of our parts, not one individual part. Or our life is very much a book with multiple chapters. We are not defined by just chapter ten or chapter twelve, so to speak. Right, as yeah. a different analogy, yeah.
1: Yes, so yeah. um, so that this association was really helpful for mm-hmm. my um self forgiveness, and once a minute I was able to forgive myself, I have enough courage and um, I think it took the brutal honesty to realize that I hated myself and didn't forgive myself first. Uh, but after that, once I forgive myself, it's gave me the courage to um. Figured out who I was yeah. and build myself back up to, um to go forward. And uh, so that was the start. That was the start of the journey and it was very necessary.
0: Yeah, it certainly sounds like it. And the reason I wanted to clarify there is I know forgiveness is people want to be able to forgive themselves. So just not always sure how to start and hearing how it worked for you is going to be helpful for a lot of people that are looking to do the same thing, you know, disassociate from their maybe past action or past version of themselves from who they are today, because they are not one and the same. And one of the things I'm really interested to dive into with you today, Tiffany, is, uh, you know, as I was introducing you there uh, on the podcast, we talk about this intuitive tarot reading skill. And I know you you share that you have this intuition to pick up people's patterns, but imagine I know nothing about tarot and that's not really far from the truth. I, I don't know a whole lot. <laughs> we were talking before about how once I had a tarot reading and I left crying when I was about 14 or 15, and that was the last experience I'd ever had with it. So can you shed a little light on what is tarot and, and how do you bring this into your practice and how does it help people?
1: Um, so before I uh, became a spiritual life coach, I used to be a professional tarot reader just because of my passion for tarot. Mm-hmm. So tarot is just basically a deck of cards, of 78 cards, which is the basic uh, system structure.
0: Yeah.
1: 22 major arcana and uh, the rest are um, minor arcana. And the code cards. And so what they,
0: is before you keep going? What is Akana? What does that even mean?
1: It's just the name.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just the
1: name. So like Major Akana mean like big secret. So basically, um, Tarot is more of like um, it's like the set of cards with structure and it has symbolism in it, and you it triggers your subconsciousness to come up with a different perspective or different way that you have a look at it. And mm-hmm. is it's bring up your intuition, like you have to use your intuition to to read it. Um is it's very much like it's very similar to how you do creative writing. Okay. When people in a flow and they would just imagine the widest thing, and there is no limitation, there is no like logical uh block on it. Like if you met any author or any writer, they will, when they in the flow of writing or any creator, when they in the flow of creating, they not going to let like a logical or any kind of practicality stop them from like, mm-hmm. oh, is it possible to you know, I don't know, like to build a starship? How did that work? All right. of that. <laughs> None of that gonna get into it, you know? Okay. They,
0: so just thinking, free creativity without right. being bound by logic or having to fully understand how it all works. Okay.
1: Right. So that part of us is also connected to with part of life, subconsciousness. Mm-hmm. like subconsciousness, like it's closer to our gut feeling. Like sometimes when you meet some uh, someone or we're in some kind of situation and we have this gut feeling that, oh, my God, this is bad. Or like, oh, my God, this is going to work out. This is going to be great or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and so the tarot, it was just a tool. So when you see it, it was like trigger you to think of something. Um, so very similar to like a picture book. Like a so free you,
0: association, right? Like all like yeah. the pictures so like look a, at it
1: and yeah. you kinda of like, okay, then you imagine whatever story the car trying to tell you, and you string along um, you know, like how many numbers of card to make into a coherent story for yourself. Right. So it makes sense. Um so that's it basically how the tarot reading work. And so it depends on quite a few factors um to have like a really good reading so it depends on um i taught also a few people to read so to read for themselves it's a great reflection tool for them it's Mm. good for contemplating some people you know do journal prom sometimes they some people are more visual they would pull the tarot card and whatever picture whatever in there they will um make them contemplate something, make them maybe see things in a different way. So that is a very great tool to so, access. your. Okay,
0: services. so I'm really curious. I've got this. Okay, so uh, this past Halloween, for, for some reason, I decided to dress up as a fortune teller gypsy. Okay, that was just my creative mind saying, what do I want to express myself as this year? And one of the things I bought as one of my props was a pack of tarot cards. Now I've not even opened them. And I don't even know if they're the ones you speak of or you would use. My question is, if I were to go grab that deck, which is just sitting over there on my shelf, um, and I flipped open one of the cards, would that be, I mean, if I wouldn't did that, would I just be telling myself a story about that one card? Is that how it works?
1: Yes. So so it technically you try to bring up like a message, but you mm-hmm. want to have a focus. So that's why you would ask, um, I typically want people to ask questions before they put a card. Right. Let's say your question could be, uh, give me a message for today or, you know, give me a message about career or romance or whatever.
0: Well, how um, about since I'm a dating and relationship coach, I ask myself a question about my relationship because I'm in a relationship. Um, Uh and I always am curious about where things are going. I don't know. I'm just, what I'm trying to do here, see if we can bring up a practical example of it using me as an example and using that tarot deck that I just happen to have sitting in my house. If I ask the question, where is kind of my relationship headed? Okay. Would that be a sufficient question? And I go grab that deck and pull out a card and we can talk about it.
1: It is a sufficient question, but I need to warn you
0: uh-huh.
1: that um so like I said when I said about um, it takes a few factors to make mm-hmm. a reading very good. Okay. First, it depends on the relationship of the reader with the deck. Mm.
0: Like
1: the reader gotta bond with the deck first, like you have to kind of get to know the deck, like you gotta right. know what you're talking about. Okay, um, Okay. you don't just like Uh, put it out and like, oh my god, what the hell I'm looking at? What does that
0: mean? (laughs) (laughs) Look at me, I'm like, I just want to dive straight in. Like, I'm a professional reader. You can,
1: you can, there are some decks that work like that, that you can just put it out. But before you read any serious question for yourself, you want to have a look over your deck to kind of bond. Right,
0: okay. So, would it be better, Tiffany, if I asked you a question and you pulled out a card from your deck?
1: Um, well i would give you a um message regarding your relationship yeah. how how would that work
0: could we could we find a way to do a little example here on the call
1: sure um yeah. give me a moment so let me get my deck let's and do it because i think getting... it'll be
0: yeah really intriguing for people listening
1: okay so why i'm getting it um mm-hmm. Uh, i'll finish like uh all the factor that makes yes. reading good yeah so it depend on the reader bonding with the deck um uh, most most readers when they already be a professional reader they bond with the deck very well so they mm-hmm. know their craft um the second factor would be um whether the reader and the seeker have a connection right sometimes when you see a reader even though were they very good but they cannot read for
0: you-hmm
1: it just it's just a uh, one of those connections and nobody know why.
0: Right. It's like anything in life. Sometimes, yeah. like when you hire a coach, they're either a good fit or they're not. You might not be able yeah. to put your finger on it, but exactly. fair enough. And you and I have only just met, so who knows what our connection is.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: And um the third thing is um a third thing is like sometimes the questions sometimes you're not meant to know. Ah. Now, a lot of things in um especially a lot of people most people go into tarot reading for like divination they try to know the future
0: mm-hmm. um
1: but that is the wrong mindset because the future is not set you don't want to limit yourself to just only one specific outcome
0: okay I like you this want- I think this is a really good lesson for people just through your guidelines on tarot reading i I preach this message all the time too and it's something I have to remind myself of is not to, have very specific or set expectations of life. Like we want to always be working towards goals and you know creating a life that we're proud of. Right. But when we're holding on too tight to one outcome, right? The world doesn't really work that way now, does it? <laughs> no. No. Yeah.
1: And you're really limiting yourself when you only think of that because yeah. you don't know. You just don't know what's going to happen.
0: No, so you don't.
1: That is so for tarot When I work with it, it's a model reflection tool. And I would tell them, like, let's say on your current trajectory, the possibility is there, something like that. Now, whether you choose to go forward with it, um, you know, then, you know, it might pan out that way, but it might change. It Mm -hmm. might get better. It might get worse. And also another tricky thing when reading about
0: relationship, you're not the only person in a relationship. Yeah. So you're not the only one making the decision. No, of so, course not. Although we would, right. we'd like to believe that we are, and many of us hold on to this concept that we can control the outcome of our relationships, but we cannot.
1: <laughs> no relationship are yeah. two way street. So yeah. it has to involve other people free will also. Mm. So, um, so I have my deck of cards and, okay. uh, what I do is I can pull, um, like a three card message regarding okay. your relationship or your current love life.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, um, here, I'm going to be exposed everybody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, because I don't go into too private, like I don't ask for your, uh, partner name or anything. So I would just like give you a general okay. message like geared toward your love life.
0: Okay. All right. I'm curious, guys. Hopefully, this goes well for me. Everyone listening,
1: <laughs> uh, so don't don't be worried. Too worry too much. Like last yeah. night, I went to um, a former client. I gave him a reading like a few years ago, and it pan out. He went. He came to me when he was like so lonely, and he like, oh my god, I guess I would never met the right one, and all like, stuff. Mm-hmm. Nope. And uh, I said, I know no, you were, you were like, just focus on the right thing and the time will come. And it did. So I just went to his wedding uh, last night and the first Literally, the first thing he, he told me when he saw me was like, Tiffany, your can't true. Thank you Aww. so much. I have my happily ever
0: after. You helped guide him to find his own truth, it sounds like, you know, right, he still right. had to make all the right decisions and be in all the right places. But right. Some, sometimes but- just having that faith. That it will work out is so important. Oh, that's phenomenal. You know,
1: with that tarot reading, uh, that's why I don't focus on that during my program. but I do have that toward the end
0: Mm -hmm. is
1: help to first of all, give people uh, some kind of ideal possibility, like just open their mind to imagine. And second of all, it gives them like this kind of vision. So they can have it and hold on to that vision and that hope for themselves. Because mm-hmm. everybody wants to be happy. Everybody wants to have a fulfilling relationship and have happiness in life. Everybody wants that. But yeah. what exactly does it look like for them? And sometimes the card gives like a message that maybe I overlook. So mm. it's a great tool for uh, for it. And uh, every single one of my clients love it. Yeah.
0: Um, well, I'm intrigued. It sounds like yeah. a really beautiful self-reflection tool in a different way and anything that sparks creativity in us is beautiful and helpful so i'm excited to see what cards you pick up you want to
1: connect with all part of yourself like not only your uh right brain but your left brain also so not only your practical side your skepticism is Mm -hmm. good but also (laughs) you want to open yourself up to this childlike wonder your subconsciousness, your imagination, because that's where a lot of the magic come from,
0: you know? Yeah. No, you're 100% right. It is very much the power of visualization. So this is just another way of doing it. And just from talking to you today, I've had a lot of skepticism of tarot from my own misunderstanding that it's some kind of future prediction. But just hearing you speak about it today is making me look at it in a really new light. And I'm kind of excited to check out my own deck there and bond with it so to speak a little later on yes <laughs> yeah
1: um so uh, i don't know what deck you get but um the best deck to uh get for beginner is tend to be the uh, rider waste smith clones. um so like thousand a thousand of deck out there you want to pick the one that have like a theme that you like so uh-huh. you can you know so you have easier time to bond with it to like it so yeah, like of course. all kind of theme like they even have Harry Potter, Gummy Bear, <laughs> any kind of theme that you can think
0: of. Gummy you, Bear, okay. You know, I'll, I'll grab mine out later that. after we've so, done this example and I'll share what I picked because I, I do I do love at least the look of it. But
1: <laughs> Okay, that's, uh, that's a good news. That's a good news. If yeah. you like the look of it, that's a good news. Yeah. All right. So um, I'm pulling three cards for you. Mm-hmm. And... So the first card it came up is a Queen of Pentacle. The second card is Page of sword. and the last card is Page of Cups. Um, so it seems like clearly it's a relationship, because uh, there are a lot of people involved. So all the three cards are considered what they call in Tarot uh, system uh, a cold, cold card. Code card. Okay. Yeah. So they are cold card. Um, so I think there is a um I don't know if this is like um your aspect of the different aspect of yourself or just relationship itself, but mm-hmm. there is a mismatch of a maturity level. Like um
0: ah. so it makes me um, laugh actually.
1: <laughs> so so there's a little bit of mismatch of maturity level here. Okay. So they are two page. So one, the one of sword and the one of cup. So one is uh, intellectual. So Mm -hmm. thinking about, uh, so be like very interested in a lot of um, different ideas, Um, very like to study new ideas, uh, Mm -hmm. like new things, like discuss new things, very intellectual, Um, but also not for deep thinking. Like it's almost like see a lot of interesting topic and maybe just have like a superficial um knowledge or like the bare basic of it, but doesn't necessarily mean that it they are those are the true knowledge or those wow. are like the the thing that you, you're going for. Like it doesn't it's kind of a little bit scattered, it doesn't have a true focus yet. Um mm. the next one is also it's about emotions, not quite mature, is um it's have a lot of like creativity and emotion to express um so at this stage expression gonna be um the thing that you focus on like freely express what all of the emotions and all of the um creativity coming out um wow. but it doesn't quite have a focus yet
0: so it's As also this, so scattered. i'm i guess i make this mean what i want it to mean in a sense like when you're, I'm right. going to hear so you saying this, like it, it, it a so lot this, of it feels very true about the dynamic between my partner
1: and I. Yeah. So, um, because we didn't pose a specific question mm-hmm. for uh, privacy reason, yeah. um, this is vague. So this is what what is vague. So I'm just giving you like what I, uh, think, so it's can be meaning two things can be the dynamic of the relationship between you and your partner or, um, aspect of yourself. So right. this with the focus on yourself. So the very first card comes out gonna be more about you. Um, so I would say if you think this is more about your dynamic, then you'll be more the one more mature in the relationship. Um, and your uh, the first card come out as Queen of Pentacles. So she would be someone very um, is a great homemaker. She like the queen in her own kingdom. Mm. Uh, she is very practical, very resourceful. And she's very nurturing and caring.
0: Um, That that sound. I like the sound of that. That sounds like me a little bit. Given that I'm in this work of caring for others.
1: (laughs) Yes. So, um, so that's good. And you. That also means that you're very good with money, and you're very practical and resourceful. And you do not like to waste things. Mm. But also, you can be a little, sometimes a little bit dry. Um, Sometimes. Ouch, Tiffany. (laughs) Sometimes don't. um, no, not not always romantic you know you're, you're not about all about rose you're, you're more about like uh you know like let's go to a restaurant and, and be something more practical or something um so it's just you know something different uh but because you are the only queen that come out uh during the three cards and the other two are kind of like um like a less mature level so that's like that's why i said there's a mismatch so the line of thinking there might be some not a way agreement on how to do things in the practical way. Uh, Mm. Sometimes the other person might be um, too much in the la-la land, like too imaginative or not too, not, not too down to earth. They probably have a lot of thinking. They're probably very smart, but um, they're not thinking of the one that, you know, necessary for daily life.
0: Well, that's fascinating because my partner is a huge creative. Not only is he artistic and talented from like a drawing perspective, he's a phenomenal caricature artist, Um, but he's very much got his hands in a lot of different activities. Everything from shooting to to drawing, to welding, to everything. He's very, very um, multi-talented and he's a huge thinker very much the type of individual that pictures the future that thinks about the past whereas myself knowing me i'm very practical and given that i'm a virgo sign i'm very right i can be dry in that sense of like here's how we should operate in the order of things
1: <laughs> well so that showed the dynamic thing and yeah. that probably means uh you guys might have um not always on the same page since he not right here now they're too down to earth and not always thinking about the presence mm. he uh too philosophical and a little bit too scatterbrained. <laughs> uh,
0: oh god you make that him that listen to this, this episode
1: <laughs> that, that's why bring up disagreement but um overall though the three card there's nothing about strife there's nothing about like uh, you know there's a lot of conflict mm. um so because you are more mature you have a lot more understanding and nurturing um, but it just like there there's a little bit this um I would say there's the meeting meeting of the mind There's a little bit lacking there. Like mm-hmm. if like truly understand each other without speaking, uh that kind of level understanding is not quite there. Um there's a mismatch. Uh so there's gonna be need more growth and need more um development, uh depending on whatever uh direction you want to take. And well that
0: seems fair because we we are a year and a half or so in and we still are learning about each other. We're both very complicated beings with very different paths. And I think only in the recent few months have he and I really started diving into like the deepness of each other. So that feels, although it kind of there's a part of me that hears that and feels anxious about it. The other part of me is like, no, I I can make a lot of sense out of that. That seems it does take a long time to really fully deeply know somebody. So, sounds very yes, truthful exactly. to me. Yeah.
1: Yes. So, um, that is your message. So, overall, it's uh, good. It's uh, nothing. You know, like nothing like glaringly like. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! I need to tell you like this is not good or something like that. <laughs> Thank
0: um, goodness.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so it's it's nothing like that. But it's more right now the message is just pointing out like a mismatch, um, some kind of uh, level of seeing actual eyes on some, some kind of, some practical things.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, I think that's pretty common in most relationships. There's always a little bit of difference of opinion on how to navigate certain aspects of a life or a relationship. And it's good to be reminded of it. I think sometimes too, because the truth is I, if you had read me something that said everything in our relationship is absolutely perfect, I'd be questioning (laughs) that too, because you know, we, we deal with, uh, challenges and, uh, you know, as I get deeper into this work of supporting others, I more parts of myself are coming out that need healing too. So, well, thank you for doing that. That was really, um, I feel like almost weirdly, like I'm in shock because, you know, my mind is going crazy, making it mean certain things, but, um, yeah, it was just wonderful Uh, to have an example of it.
1: Yeah, but maybe that's a good thing. So your mind can be opened up to possibility. So now you can think of growing not only in one direction, but in many, many directions up, you can take it.
0: Yeah, you're right. That's beautiful. Thank you for uh, being courageous to do a a reading with me, you know, given that this is like the first time you and I are really chatting back and forth and, and understanding that there's lots of different dynamics that create a good reading. So, so you said that this is something you, you can do sometimes during the end of your work with somebody. Um, Yes that's something yeah. I
1: always include um, it depends whether people are open to receive it or not and yeah. most people yeah. do because my accuracy rate is quite high <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so I've been like to like so many weddings already like I, I kind of like match so many people already um, but yeah so it's quite um, it's quite interesting uh, especially most people find me when they just at the end of a major uh, relationship whether mm-hmm. they have a divorce or breakup so it's quite a good uh vision and good hope to hold toward with themselves to get that dream like
0: um, yeah yeah i think it's a, uh, another really beautiful tool in the big toolkit that we can draw upon as we go through our own self transformation journey and if tarot speaks yeah. more clearly to someone than journaling or doing some other type of work, then right. I enc- fully encourage people to experiment with all sorts of different things. It doesn't mean you have to like it. doesn't mean it has to work for you. It just right. means it's another thing that you can experiment and try. So and
1: Yeah, I think uh, uh, all of my clients, like 100% of them are really open to receive yeah. it. Um, more because, you know, I don't teach them to do terror reading for themselves. They just mm-hmm. sit back and relax. <laughs> and well, yeah, exactly. Here, so you don't really do anything. Here. You know, yeah. you just need to enjoy it.
0: I was um, ready to dive in and do it for myself, not knowing a thing. So I'm glad you, you, uh, steered me away from
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, if you do it for yourself is one of the hardest thing. Um, so it can be very frustrating because you don't know, mm-hmm. um, and also you're not gonna be uh, unbiased when yeah. you read it yourself. Uh, you, you know it, it's hard to avoid involve your emotion in it. And uh, so sometimes when you read a story, you will bend it to mm-hmm. toward your bias. You will bend it to be the story that you want to hear, not what you need to hear.
0: That's true. I probably would not have said anything near what you have just shared with me, right? Because even, knowing the realities of a dynamic of a relationship, I would have wanted to say things are going in a very perfect direction.
1: Yes, (laughs) yes. Everything is
0: fine and keep doing exactly what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah, Um,
1: so it's quite helpful. So mostly I do that. Um, People really enjoyed it. So I did, I always include two tarot ratings toward the end of the program. mm. Uh, The first one is regarding um, past life. It's just Mm -hmm. for fun that's just really for fun it's just to see the soul journey um yeah uh, so I'm not a medium I don't I don't see any kind of thing like that um uh, but the tarot you know you reach into your subconsciousness and you're like you know like uh, you you have some pattern there in your past life or something like that um mm-hmm. so even people that um uh, don't you know like most most of my clients are Buddhists um but you know they aware of the idea of past life in Buddhism mm-hmm. so they just yeah have fun at it and oh, uh, awesome. the, the second reading is much more open. So like that would be, that's the one that everybody wants. That's the one that they can ask me any kind of questions mm-hmm. and I would just give them a reading. Um, of course, as long as, you know, it's not medical or legal or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and people really love it because during the whole program, I show them all the tools that they need, all the pattern they need to shift. But maybe, so usually with the tarot reading, it gives them an idea of what they can focus on first. Yeah. Or, well, that's know, what like, we
0: need. We, we yeah. often are needing a first step or a slight direction to take. That's right, different from what we're doing. Right?
1: Yeah, because everybody is different. Everybody, they have different personality. They have different life journey. And even though the way it takes to heal ourselves is very similar. It's all coming back to ourselves. It's all about... Learning about ourselves understanding ourselves, accepting ourselves, and loving ourselves—we mm-hmm. all know that. But it takes different shape and different method for people. So the You're may right yeah,
0: yeah, give
1: them like, you know, like a, a slight different focus. So like, okay, now where, after you've done the, the program with me, this is the thing that you should focus on first, and then next step will be like that. So. And then you kind of look forward to this dream. Uh, most most people ask about, you know, if they're going to meet their true love. And uh, mm-hmm. if they do the work, they do. So I have, yes, yeah, three of my clients have met their, um, what they wish for.
0: Well, that's beautiful. And I mean, I think it's possible for everybody to find what they would define as true love or great compatibility or a life partner. Yes. And uh, usually it takes understanding oneself first and what we're you know we're we're wanting to create because how do you create the life that you want if you're not clear on the life that you want right so that's where we usually have to start yeah
1: exactly you have to know what you want first yeah um and it's not always the same what we think we want
0: Mm -hmm. because
1: um you know before uh before we always have like this vague idea like yes we're gonna grow up we're gonna work a good job and we're gonna have family and it's gonna be great Mm-hmm. It is an American
0: great. dream, right? <laughs> the American
1: dream, but it is not great, and it tend to have to be more specific to that. You know, like mm-hmm. what is exactly our idea of what love is. Um. So for some people, love had to be much more, you know, clingy. For other people, have to be have to have a lot of space, mm-hmm. and you have to know that about yourself, and you have to do the work to figure it out. So then you know what you would be aiming for. Then you know what you be wishing for, you know? So you have an idea of direction to, um, to take your life into.
0: Yeah, I think that's really beautifully said. And it's great talking to you and just hearing like a really, even though it seems like you and I, Tiffany, do a similar type of work, we're doing it with really different methods. And I think one of the questions I am posing not only to you, but to anyone that's listening today is, you know, how do you find the right spiritual mentor or coach or teacher, someone that really is going to resonate with you? So do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Uh, yes. So the first thing is you want to find somebody that authentic, Mm um, is somebody, you know, claiming that, you know, they're here to save your life and this is the (laughs) other way. That is not the right one. Um, they're definitely not authentic. Uh, sometimes it can be hard, to see because sometimes you need to be a spend time the you know sometimes time would be the only thing that that tells yeah. whether yeah. that person authentic or not um but the second thing that i want everybody to focus on is resonance mm. um so it's very similar with when we were in school we have a lot of teachers teaching math let's say we have many math teachers but there's one that it just so much like we like so much better than anybody else yep. and not because they teach a different kind of math there's only one math but they teach in a different way that you understand it yeah. so yeah. similarly for if you're looking for a coach or a mentor you want to find the person that because um, all the all the spiritual coach all the guru teach the same thing self-love it's exactly hmm. the same thing but the way that they teach it the method if it's resonate with you, if you, if you kind of like from their message, you understand like the truth about yourself and uh, all of these and it's helpful to your life. That's the one you want to go with.
0: I agree. That's that's really beautifully said. So just a heed our warning, not warning, but maybe just err on the side of caution when you're choosing someone to help you with this kind of work, make sure they're authentic, make sure you resonate with them. And I love the analogy of the math teacher, because that's exactly how I felt when I first took calculus (laughs) in university. It was like you, I had a great instructor and I was, I was able to, to get through it because of him had it not been for him. I don't, I don't know. (laughs) So Yeah. 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 Now people
1: don't, um, don't go for the very famous one uh, because it's not the right one for you.
0: Yeah, that's totally right. So, okay. Beautiful, Tiffany. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing this. I feel like I could chat to you for hours and, um, for people that have listened all the way to the end and are curious to know where they can find you, reach out to you. If you're resonating to them, uh, what's the best place or best direction to send them in?
1: Uh, the best place to connect with me is on my website, spunkyspiritualist.com.
0: <laughs> and I'm sorry, I just giggled. I love the name, Spunky Spiritualist.
1: Yeah, that's really, <laughs> yeah. that's really, um, that's really exemplify my personality. <laughs> it's like I'm the spiritual cult that say fuck a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, so I have a blog on there, and I have this um, uh, anonymous ass. So. Is it's how people, you know, it's easier for them to share something, you know, maybe just need to let them off their chest or sometimes they have a question that they Mm -hmm. are afraid to share. Um, so that I have that and people really enjoy that. Um, so yeah, that's the best way to connect with me. I'm not on a lot of social media, so you probably won't find me.
0: Okay, perfect. So go to spunkyspiritualist.com. And of course I'll have the link to that in the show notes. Tiffany, Thank you for coming on and being courageous and and doing that for me and and sharing with listeners what an experience, just a small bit of what it could be like to actually work with someone like yourself. Um, Thank you everyone for tuning into today's episode. I love bringing you shows and look forward to bringing you another one next week. Take care.